ignorance at this point is the best shield that I can give you. It's safer for you that way. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadriel. And that's when you got the message that the uh, daughter of Lord Irvan, uh, Veretta, is having a birthday party or a ball to celebrate her 25th birthday. I do love a good party. What's the job? The job is to enjoy their hospitality as much as we possibly can, and maybe uh, set their entire house on fire. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me online at Fifth of Daybreak, and with me I have the rest of the well-roasted dusters. I am Lena, also known as Belladora Wild. I'm Zach, and I play Finnegan Ballman. I'm John, and I play Claudius Lopin. Uh, let's jump back in. Um, for the purposes of getting prepared for this party, you now have three days left in which to perform actions. Uh, I think maybe one beat, if it's something a little more involved, two beats per day, if it's like quick tasks, like shopping or something like that. I forget what we decide. We gonna kidnap that guy or not? I I would at least like to uh, like to scope his joint out and like see how he talks, and ha- some and try and uh, try and take in some of his mannerisms. Uh, that way, I can do a better job of impersonating him. I know I know it'd be a crash course, but. Um, let's go ahead and roleplay out the rest of that scene that we ended on first, and then we'll get started on that. So I'll forget, are we gonna kidnap that guy or not? Well, I mean, we have to do something with him. He obviously can't be at the party if I'm there as him. We couldn't just get him fired or something. Well, well if you fire him, fired, you fire then. me. I can't exactly. impersonate a fired person. Well, you could, but it wouldn't be that helpful. (laughs) (laughs) But you could be like his replacement or something like that. Well, the idea was I look like this gentleman. So I would be taking his place. Yeah, I like plan A on this one. I'm just going to insert real quick, quick metagame thing. Uh, You guys do have one invitation to the party. Yes. That's for Bella. Yes. Well, does it have to be? No, but it's definitely not for Clytus. <laughs> <laughs> and if Finn's going with the uh, impersonation thing, I believe that leaves us with one person to do the direct approach. Let's be honest, Bella. You want to be the one to stroll in the door and very casually weave that invitation with a very slight grin. You know me so well. So I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just take it as a yes, and you all can stop me from hiring some hoodlums if that's what we decide we're not going to do. 
So wait, what a minute. What if we make him think that he doesn't have to be at the party anymore? What if we take Ooh. Bella's idea, make him think he's fired, and then go as him to the party? I do like that idea. Uh, sounds promising. I that just way have we no don't suggestions. That way we don't have to deal with that. kidnapping anybody. We can just get him out of the way and do our own thing. Well, I'll put you in charge of that one, then. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I don't even have to make challenges. Just the way you guys go about doing things, the challenges create themselves. <laughs> True. <laughs> on that note, uh, I'll also need the to... details I... on my side mission later? or um, Yeah, what I was thinking is for one of your beats, um, it, since it'll just be a meeting, it'll be you'll have a two-beat day for something real quick. But you'll uh, meet with uh, somebody, like they told you the name of who you're going to come talk to here in Rashikin. And so um, you'll get information from him when you decide to go and talk to him. Oh, sweet. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose then I'll check in with my contact. If, Finn, you want to go ahead and uh, figure out how you're going to get this guy convinced he's fired. And Belladora, you do your thing. I can also play a hand at convincing somebody that they're fired. <laughs> I would I actually great. I would. I would actually greatly appreciate that. You're very convincing. I'm very good at firing people. <laughs> 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 and all of Allendale knows it. <laughs> firing people or getting people fired. Flame well, difference. You know, it's a bit of a gray zone. <laughs> I'm great at getting people well roasted. <laughs> no, that was all pinch. Yeah. The firing, sometimes it's literal, sometimes it's figurative. You know, it, it just kind of depends on the day. All right. Well, meeting adjourned. Alrighty. Um, Clytus, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, so you are, um, you were told in Elendel that the current um, operative uh, that you would be talking to has set up shop in one of the nicer places of town. Um, he is running a shop that just sells um, curiosities, you know, like like odds and ends, not exactly a pawn shop, but like um, kind of like a reclaimed, like finding old things, whatever, whatever it is that they can sell to um, people, like especially with the, the weird taste of the nobles in this city in particular. On that note, did we ever come up with a, did I ever come up with a name for that guy that I had some sort of vendetta with in my past at Rashkin? Um, I don't think we had ever even talked about that. His name is Vendetta. <laughs> vendetta. Oh, oh gosh. Um, well, okay, so that'll be a Patreon episode, V for Vendetta. <laughs> Uh, awesome. th thanks for that. Um, but uh, you were given the name of Hinston. Hinston. So Hinston uh, for football in this here, but I'm thinking it might be fun if he, this was the guy that I had that run in with, and we did not get along well. Well, this would more be a, a mob operative um, that you're meeting with. So wouldn't it mm -hmm. be somebody from Irvan that you kind of had uh, a dust in with? Don't like, you mean a super gang operative? Okay, so you just avoid doing jobs here because you hate the guy that runs the operations in the city. 
Well, not necessarily that. I'm thinking it could be like, you know, he was a rival at the time, you know, working independently, and then they picked him up, and like he changed his name, and I didn't recognize the name Hinston. And then like I walk in, and it's like, oh, it's you. Okay. Um. Do you want a name for what he was? What like what he went by before? Yeah, we'll need a name for that, won't we? I wanna I wanna give it like some really dumb like gang name. Like a playoff of Thug, but it's really stupid. Like his his name was Punk. His name can be George. <laughs> Alright, well, Oh you I'm, mean oh you mean like uh you mean like I'm a, thinking something like, like a, either his like name like was Punk or Strong Arm. Uh let's go with Punk. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I know where this is going. All right, so um, I forget you said it was like some kind of pawn shop. Yeah, not exactly a pawn shop, but you walk in and like you're looking around and there's like really odd furniture. Um, some of it's like really old and crude, and is being marketed as like early, uh, early Cassandra era furniture. And like nothing in here looks particularly like enthralling in any way whatsoever. So the shop you assume is mostly a front and doesn't actually get much business. Um, but as you walk in, um, you step up to the counter and you're about to ask for, um, the, somebody by Mr. the name of Hinston. Uh, but that's when you notice that, uh, Punk is sitting behind the bar. Um, would you like to describe him or would you want me to take that over? I'll let you take that over. Okay. Um, so he's kind of a shorter, uh, more, uh, full-bodied guy, um, especially, like, since the last time you've seen him, you can tell that he's kind of settled into his new role that's a little less active than he was before, so he's getting a little more stockier. Um, he's got, uh, short black hair that's kind of, um, greased over to the side, and, uh, he's just got, uh, the soul patch and the pencil-thin mustache that, um, he keeps waxed, and, um, he looks up to you, and he just... Like, kind of raises one eyebrow, and he says, So, it's you. What are you doing here? I'm looking for a Mr. Hinston. Well, you're looking at Hinston. That would be me. And Oh, uh, rust. I didn't think you'd be Haven't washed back to they run you out of town yet? Well, they wouldn't have to run me out of town if you wouldn't stick around making trouble for me. Now, what do you, you haven't noticed, it's been over ten years. And look at who's here and I ain't been who just here. washed back into shore. <sighs> Come to me running, looking for a job. Let's make this quick. What's the job? There was a courier coming out of the city that got intercepted. We want you to recover mm-hmm. the message. The one that you fumbled. Okay, I got it. Oh, no, that wasn't us. It was something that we were trying to get. Not my boys, but we were trying to get it. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Somehow it ended up in Irvan hands. Somehow, of course. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with your competency. All right. Well, do you want the job or not? Oh, I want it. I'll show him how it's done. All right. Um, he uh, pulls out um, a small envelope and passes it over to you. And it um, is just the address for the manor where the Irvans are. Um, we believe that it was taken to their manor and stored somewhere in the house. Um, we don't have a way in at this time with the resources I've been given. So this is all on you. Um, we're not entirely sure what the message even says, but, you know, if you can find where they're keeping any sort of sensitive information. How discreet do we need to be? 
I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. Sounds reasonable. Can do. Anyway, standard fee. Come back to me when you're done. And drop the attitude next time. And that uh, little pencil mustache of you yours. It's funny how I grow older and get more distinguished. And you get older and you get more. Well, have a good one, punk. Uh, he just kind of glowers. And, um, like, uh, he gets up and walks towards the door, and as you walk out, the door slams behind you, and then clicks with the lock, and he turns the open sign over to say closed. (laughs) Still got that short temper. Okay, uh, let's jump over to Bella and Finn. Point of order, I am very disappointed there wasn't a do you feel lucky in there anywhere. (laughs) We'll find a way. (laughs) Um, so Finn, you said that you mostly wanted to try and like figure out what this guy's mannerisms are. Uh, maybe, maybe at least get like an accent down or something along those lines, like how he talks. Okay. Um, how would you go about doing that? Um, I would go in and, um, I would go in and order food like, like a normal customer, like assuming he's like a chef at a restaurant. But thing, if is- he if he is the cook, then you're probably not going to see him just going in and ordering as a regular patron. Bella, do you have any ideas on how we can get this done? Finn, aren't you supposed to be the brains of this operation? I'm never the brains of the operation. I'm the ideas guy, you're the brains. <sighs> well, uh... We could try to get you hired on as like a... Oh, no, that wouldn't work. You have to... Be that guy afterwards. <laughs> Why well, is the new guy wearing the guy's coat? <laughs> well, we could go for dinner, and then we're so shocked and astounded by the quality of the meal that we have to give our compliments directly to the chef. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing. That's a thing. Well, it it can be a thing. We can make it a thing. I've never heard of that before. Is that like something you fancy types do in restaurants? Yeah, mostly. Where I'm from, all you have to do is burp, and that's compliments enough. Charming. Not not to throw too much water on this plan, but you guys are planning to try and convince him that he's been fired later. So. Oh, that's (laughs) that's. I'm just saying, like, if you can drive a meeting before that happens, the chances of that one going off go down just a little bit. Well, I mean, Finn, you could always be the one to go in and do your compliments to the chef thing, and then later on, what if what if we went in as representatives of the estate of the Irving estate, and we were just like taste testing everything to make sure it was up to our standards, and then we'd have to then. Uh, be the bearer of bad news for said chef. I like that. Yeah, that way we can get his mannerisms and also fire him all in one shot. Bingo. See, Finn, you are the brains of this operation. That puts too much pressure on me. <laughs> okay, so um, game plan for this um, what would be the first step that you guys are going to take in order to set up this meeting? I was thinking that we would just go in like kind of secret shopper style. 
Maybe maybe we could have a letter delivered to him. That's what I was going to say. Maybe saying, a letter like, like, hey, be on the lookout for representatives of the Irvine estate to come out and test the restaurant or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, would this be... I want to say this might be wits, since it's going to be a letter, so you're mostly trying to be deceiving in how you formulate the letter and how it appears. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that's more wits than anything else. Um, who, who's going to write out the letter? Bella. <laughs> okay. She probably, like... Here we go. She's probably got the, like, the calligraphy behind it being well-to-do and would make it look official and know what to do to make it look official. Do I get anything extra for skillful manipulation? No, nah, I'm going to say that's mostly an in-person <laughs> social thing. Well, that's very valid. Well, I mean, I I have a four in wits, so uh, we have the same thing. Oh, okay. Claudius has a five. If you want him to try it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's twos. Okay. Um, Not bad. Yeah, twos isn't too bad. Um, so you uh, write out this letter, and you feel fairly confident that it like looks official enough that if you um, and we'll we'll say that instead of it like being a letter that you're gonna send, it's more like uh, you some at some point in your past you got acquainted with Veretta's signature. Um, considering your history with her, that would have been a very useful skill for you to know. Um, oh yeah. I assume yeah. like maybe you penned some letters that were like very illicit that you signed under her name, and maybe some things like that at some point. And so they were very salacious. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, you, you, this is kind of an old hat for you and you quickly just whip up this, um, letter giving, you know, their representative the authority to conduct business for the purposes of planning this party. Yep. Sounds about right. And we'll say that's, um, your beat for the day. And then Finn will give you one beat for today as well. Okay. Um, since you guys are kind of tag teaming it instead of giving you two beats each. Okay. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to see if I can't like hang around the restaurant and be kind of like, well, at the very least I'll need a chef's coat and costume. If I don't steal it directly from him, um, maybe I can get one from the tailor. That, um, uh, go ahead and give me a resources roll. We'll we'll say okay. that you like you you spend the time going and uh, assembling all of the things that you would need in order to pull this off. Since you're going to be getting rid of their services entirely, um, you know you're going to have to show up with like a cart and bowls and um, you know to make it look like you're coming in with things to do for the party. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, <gasps> force it a nudge. Okay, and then what is your... I didn't pull up people's skills. Give me just a second. It's How many, a three. Uh, resources do you have? Three? Um, yep. Go ahead and spend... Oh, did you only roll with two dice? I rolled with three. Do I need to roll with two? Yeah, because you've already got one spent from the canal boat. Gotcha. Gotcha. So fours? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so you're able to find for relatively cheap um you know what? Um Clytus and Finn, give me a spirit roll. Alright. My spirit is only a two. 
Nothing. One's in a nudge. Um, you happen to see, as you're coming up to a shop, uh, in the distance, what you think might be Clytus by the coat and the um, hat. And um, But he's far enough away in the crowd that you don't really uh, see what's going on. But you open this shop, and the shop's really kind of drab. Um, there's not a lot of lighting in it. Um, there's a bunch of just like what looks like broken down furniture of various, uh, stages, some of it dating back to the Cassandra that it's, um, being marketed as, as such, but everything in this shop is just so like odd that you're able to assemble pretty much everything of what you need. And then you're able to get a chef's coat from Fionn. Um, and so, uh, you, you go ahead and pay, uh, one resource to the, uh, Stout, heavyset man with the pencil set, uh, mustache behind the counter, and <laughs> walk away with your uh, chef's kit. Booyah! That spends a spirit as well, right? Uh no, you don't need to spend a spirit for that. O- okay. Only when you guys decide that you want to use spirit for something, will I make you spend it? Gotcha. Or like, if you ask if you know if there's a corridor I can hide down really quick if you're being chased, then I'll make you spend it then. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll jump back back to Clytus then. Um, something short and sweet that you can do for the rest of the day. Oh, it didn't take my whole beat. No, because that was just like a quick meeting and setting up, uh, setting up like the the meeting with him. Whereas mm-hmm. you know Bella and uh, Finn had to kind of coordinate, go over the letter, and then Finn had to go out and find the shop and then buy the the stuff. So as long as it's nothing too involved, I'll give you another beat. Sweet. Um, try and think here. Can I? Yeah, I don't know if this would be short, but I think my next plan of action would be to try and basically tap into any sort of like local network of ne'er do wells that I might be able to exploit in order to help get me information on how to infiltrate the the place with the message. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have you give me an influence roll. Uh, I'm not going to give you any bonuses for your network because of the city you're in. And for yeah. that reason as well, it's also going to be a much more difficult role. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, Give me just a moment. Uh, okay, so every single time that you uh, make a connection with somebody and you start to talk with them... Um, you, you get a little <laughs> bit punk, into it. Like, put out the word. <laughs> What's that? I said, as punk put out the word, don't talk to this fellow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. Um, you start getting, uh, into the details of the job and then without fail, every time you say the name Irvan, um, the person just either like freezes up or declines it. One person even just started running. <laughs> and um, you're just not able to find anybody willing to to cross the Irvans in this town. Except us. Now I remember why I left this place. Um, so do we want to do any role-playing for when everybody gets back? Sure. I've got Clytus something. just kind of rolls in the door, somewhat uh, tired, p- puts it, hangs up his duster, Kicks his feet back up on on the table as he sits down. Well, that was a rather less than productive day. Finnegan, now having a rough time, Clytus. 
Finnegan now has all of this, like, he's got, he's, I'm, I'm guessing he's got the gear on. He's trying to get into character and he's kind of got a bowl a whisk and he's just kind of working on something. You have no idea what it is. It doesn't look like much of anything. And he sees Clyde just put his feet up on the table. Ah, not in my establishment and smacks his feet with the whisk. Get your feet you know off of my table. Sanitary, right? You've, yeah. Your feet on my table is unsanitary. Never mind the whisk. And he goes back to beating whatever it is with the same whisk he just smacked <laughs> Clytus' feet with. And Clytus doesn't, doesn't move an inch. He just kind of raises his eyebrow <laughs> wryly. You keep on that, Finn. Bella, any better luck for you? Uh, Bella is currently practicing Veretta's signature in a notebook that she has. And then every single time she finishes one of uh, the forged signatures, she draws a big, huge X into it. Oh, you even oh. caught her temperament down. <laughs> I sure do. Everything's going fine on my end. I just cannot wait to get a piece of that wonderful Irvin girl. <laughs> Jeffrey, a quick point of clarification. I was totally focused on trying to come up with retorts and failing earlier. Would you mind going over some of the details again? There's an Irvin house we need to break into to get a message. Yeah, he basically just gave you the um, an envelope that had the um, address of the Irvin, Irvin Noble Manor. Um, and in it, it just described that a courier of high interest to um, the mob was dispatched from a city. And while they were trying to intercept it... Um, the Irvans caught wind that it was important to them and intercepted it instead. And so they want you to uh, retrieve the message uh, because they think it might be of importance to current events. Oh, so it's literally just the same place we're already going. Yeah. Oh, I thought we have to break in somewhere else. I was like sweating bullets here. No, no, it's it's the same place. Okay, never mind. I was like, fuck, how do I break into this other place? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, town's about as I remember. Nobody's willing to even think about doing something against the Urbans, let alone talk about it. Except for Well, us. you're not being convincing enough. <laughs> Probably not. Suppose I don't quite have that kind of trusting smile. And then he gives, like, the predatory smile. Well, that, darling, is why I'm here. Fair enough. You know, the more and more I listen to listen to Clytus, the more and more I think he's kind of based off of Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Yondu? Why Yondu? Damn it, boy. Just, he's, got, he's, got that little, he's got that smile where he's just kind of like... Oh, yeah. Like, I'm about to eat you. Yep. Uh, fair enough. I didn't think about that. I don't know. Every time John says predatory smile, I just see the shark from Finding Nemo. Oh, I love that. That's Fish off, friends. Nope. Yeah, oh. that's 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 perfect exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Fish or friends, not food. Fish or friends, not food. Princess, please.
It's such a great scene. Okay, um, I think I'm going to kind of bend some of the uh, rules for standings um, and say that since you guys are in another city um, away from your normal uh, contacts and everything, that you're not going to get your standings back for a day passing. Okay. Okie dokie. Um, so it is the next day. Um, it is one of two days that you have left to prepare for this party. Um, one to two beats, depending on how involved the thing that you want to do or if you want to work with another character to do those things. So this is the last day that we have to prepare, or do we have another you day have after another this? day after this. Oh, okay, perfect. I thought it was the last day. No, one of two days left. Well, friend, it seems you got your disguise all prepared. You want to go rile up some dock workers? Oh, yeah, we did have to do that, don't we? Yep. I completely forgot. Yes, let's do that. And seeing as you have a little experience in this matter, uh, let you take the lead on that one. I can be your, shall we say, prop. You know, they'll only respect, they'll only respect someone who's as strong as them. So we may have to do, get some dirty work done before they'll trust us. Unpleasant, but reasonable. <laughs> I don't think get them going to let you set the quest up like that. Uh, you know, our challenge is just going to be how strong we are, and we're really strong characters, so just be ready to be strong. <laughs> I see what you're doing, and I see where your resources are, and that is not how it works. They, they will respect the coin that you can present. Ah... Uh. It's those kind of dock workers. Oh, that the it's the stat that's built for that. It's it's the only way to make it happen is resources or influence. And you've got no influence with the dock workers of this town. Nope. But you could try to be charming. Nope. <laughs> so does Clytus need to be the one to try and rile them up? Uh, well, Clytus, you, if, if it's you and Finn who are going, um, you're the only one who can make the roll because he can't make any more resources rolls roles at the moment oh no i meant trying to get around the resources and like i thought they were unhappy or something we heard um that's the, the what the rumor is but ah but they're not as unhappy as they say they are that, that's what fion said it's the whole everyone likes to grumble but uh the the grumbling does not actually convert to action so long as the money still flows yeah, especially when there's a, a level of intimidation as well. True. True. So we just need to bribe them? Well, I mean, if you want to try and do some sort of impassioned speech or something, but this basically sounds like you want to find some, some rough and tumbles to pretend to be cooks with you to get into this party so that way you're ready to cause some trouble. Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay, I isn't it? I thought you were trying to do a revolution, like like that. Yeah, I thought we were. Episode. I thought we were doing something similar to what we did at the warehouses. Oh, okay. Uh, I think at the very least we should role play to, that out and have it utterly to, uh, fail. Because the idea was that we were supposed to be drawing guards away from the mansion. That way, we could easier infil uh, infiltrate it easier. Uh, okay. Uh, the first thing then is both of you give me an influence roll. Alrighty. Um, if I may, my my day was also going to be spent trying to figure out the source of the unrest and seeing if if I could influence that in my favor. Nice. All three of us? <laughs> okay, yeah, so everybody give me an influence roll. Um Bella, go ahead and add Ooh, a one to it. Nailed it this time. 
Nice. I got five. And I don't get any bonuses for being of their profession? Um, you can add one since you're just going to talk to dock workers. Um, Clytus, do you want to go and talk to a separate group then? Like, No, I'm, I think I'm tagging along, right? Or maybe, I guess. Well, it so, kind of sounds like everybody's like kind of doing their own way to get this kind of information and figure out how to... Like so, so first we're gonna give everybody two beats. The first one's more information gathering. So go ahead and pick a group that you want to interact with this way. Um, the criminals. Okay, like the the uh, let me say like the low lowest level like enforcers of like the Irvins gang. Like going to poach the talent, so to speak, sell them on a better way. Okay. Um, well, let's go ahead and start with that. Um, so, Well, I, less selling and more just like getting an understanding of what pisses them off. Uh, and so the, the criminals in this town are mostly frustrated that um, it, it's not so much that there's organized crime in the city. It's that crime is looked away from when it's done in certain areas. But if you cross the territory into the protected areas that the Irvan family says is untouchable, then they hunt you down ruthlessly. And so um, a lot of the people who are forced to be criminals or choose to be criminals come from the side of town where they're only allowed to operate. And so there's this just inherent sense of betrayal to people who they share bread with. Uh, Finn, what did you roll for influence? I rolled twos. Um, so the dock workers are um, in a slightly different position. Um, they're not necessarily that unhappy because since trade is such a um, big industry, they actually have some sway in it. So um, they're, they're fairly content with it. Um, they just hate seeing that other people who are forced to work in the factories um, are getting treated worse just because they don't um, have the help of other dock workers in other cities to like kind of influence what's going on. Okay, so they're kind of they're they're more upset about the uh, how people are treated further down the supply chain. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because the the, the shipping companies are big enough chain. that they're like it's not a company that the Irvan has been able to take over in the city. Um, like the mob has been trying to do in other cities and like they did to your family. Um, and mm-hmm. so they're, they're a little more uh, protected from that sort of thing, but they have more of a passive, um, a passive, like influenced by the people who were their friends that they go out drinking with who complain about these things. Is there, uh, is there a specific person in, is there a person in particular that uh, might, might be, that seems more like kind of like a leader among the dock workers that might be able to further influence them. Um, go ahead. And, uh, if you spend one influence on this, I will say that you can find someone like that. Okay. So that's up to you. Wait, let's wait and see what Bella rolled and who she was talking to. Uh, I think we're going to, he's going to have to choose now whether he wants to, yeah, I'll, I don't want to let the meta. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'll do it. So you meet with Brill, B R I L L. 
Um, he is kind of the um, head of this chapter of the big shipping company that does a lot of the work for the Irvans. Um, he's kind of got a, a jaded outlook on life. Um, gray hair, he's kind of in his old, um, old ages, but like no nonsense attitude. Mm-hmm. And w- what can I do for you? Well, uh, well, I've been hearing some, uh, rumors among the, among your, uh, among your workers that, um, they're, they're kind of upset about how their families are treated, you know, the ones that work in the factories and so on and so forth. And I, I was wondering if there's any way I could get you to take a particular stance on it that might be able to, uh, that might be able to consolidate power with the dock workers that can protect so they can eventually protect the factory workers from those conditions. Uh, he'll kind of cross his arms and take another look at you up and down. Um, what kind of position are you suggesting? Well, I'm suggesting getting the mobs and criminals out of the factories. I, I come from somewhere where, well, I come from Elendo. Uh, my family, uh, my family was actually, had their, their dock business taken by, uh, by organized crime and corruption amongst the noble families of Allendale, and I don't want to see a situation like that happen here. And that starts by putting power back with the working people. Uh, go ahead and give me a spirit roll. Uh, just a nudge. Okay. Um, so he kind of shrugs his shoulders and he says... Well, the people who own the factories here are the people who are in power. So what is it that you're proposing that I do? I'm proposing you form a union, a workers union that can protect not only the dock workers interests, but the interests of those in the factories as well. You seem to have a lot of clout around here, and I think you might be the person that'd be able to get enough support to do that. Do you know what kind of targets that would put on my back? I'm not saying it wouldn't be dangerous, but if we were able to, if you were able to get, if you were able to get more people involved, you'd have strength in numbers. And that's, that's stronger than a lot of things in my experience. Um, go ahead and give me a charm roll. Um, and I'm going to give you plus two, one for being a dock worker and then one for being reserved and protective. And actually, go ahead and take a free nudge for your network being uh, dock workers. Oh, ones and two nudges? Oh, I'll consider it, but there'd, there'd have to be some some assurances from leaders of other industries before I'd take something so drastic on my own. I'd understand that, and I've got a, I've got a friend who may be able to help you do just that. Okay, and for the three nudges for this, um, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and give everybody, uh, or no, we'll just say that you have a, um increased success rating the next time that you interact with him of one. But okay. that overall you feel like today was a success, but that's going to be your whole day. Okay. Uh, Bella. On that note... Um, Bella was going to actually go to 
the uh, factory workers, uh, very much like the working class kind of proletariat sort of folks, and see if she can find out who might be interested in unionizing or kind of like leading uh, a union operation. Um, a question for you. Does your family still mm-hmm. have ownership of any of the factories? Um, I don't think that they would have ownership anymore, but they would still be very familiar with people who are still working in factory like leadership. Um, so I'll go ahead and say that at least one of the factories that they used to own, I would think that um, your father runs that factory now for the Irvans. Okay. Um, and maybe even with, uh, or do you think your mother would like be in that sort of work? I'll leave that up to you, whether she would have her own factory that she's running or if she has other interests. Um, I think that maybe in that case, um, she would kind of like be running it on Bella's father's behalf. Okay. So, because she's kind of like the the business minded person in the family. And okay, so he does more. So much. Uh, yeah. He does more of the production. She does more of the administrative. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. So is is that the factory that you're going to, or are you going to one of the smaller factories? Um. With my background, I would probably go to one of the smaller factories, just because I don't want to be seen. Uh, like directly interacting with my family. You uh, are brought to meet with a man named Sindrin. And um, he runs one of the smaller factories. It's one of the last factories that are independent of the Irvans. Um, So it's not even like in the same position that your family's factory is in because they don't have ownership of it anymore. But he has managed to maintain control of this small interest. Um, uh, but before we get started, go ahead and give me a spirit roll. Okay. Oh, by the way, I rolled, um, fours on my influence roll. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was nothing. Okay. Um, so the first thing that he says when you sit down is, aren't you not supposed to be in the city anymore, Belladora? Well, I wasn't directly instructed to leave the city. It was hinted at me, but I wasn't told directly to leave. Just not to interact with my family in any capacity. Well, I suppose that explains why you're here instead of other places. But, um... (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure what it is that you... What I might be able to do for you. Well, Sindrin, I can't help but notice that the state of things hasn't exactly improved since I left a couple of years ago. It's, um, it's been a complicated affair. After what happened with your family, it kind of broke the spirit of the folks in the city. As you can see, I'm kind of the last readout of any sort of free will or independence, and to be honest, I'm thinking of selling my interests to the Irvan and washing my hands of it. But, um, it's... The real problem is the feeling of hopelessness in the city. There's been no symbols of defiance, only symbols of capitulation. This, um, upcoming party being just another example of it. And he, um, 
like kind of gestures to his desk and like slaps his hand down and you see an envelope that looks uh very similar to the envelope that your invitation came in um i'm going to reach over and grab his hand and it's kind of like the first moment that bella has probably been seen as truly earnest and truly open in a very very long time and she's going to say, Sindrin, this, this, and I point at the envelope. This is what they want. This is letting them win. You don't have to give in to them. My parents did, and look where they are right now. Um, he kind of uh, gives you a slightly confused look, and then he says, well, I mean, it's not really up to me what's going on at this party. I mean, you you, you know what, what is going on, correct? Yeah, party for Veretta's 25th birthday, wasn't it? Well, I mean, that's, that's not all of it. There's, there's more to the story, but I'm, I'm not sure that I should be the one that tells you. Sindrin, what do you know? I, um, I... When I saw you walk in, I thought that was the reason that you were here, to be honest. You you really, you just don't know, do you? What did she do? Uh, the, the party is to uh, announce her engagement to your brother. Ooh, bombshell. Boom! I can't say, um... Surprised? Look, Sindrin. The Irvins have taken everything from me, and they're going to take everything from you, too. You know where I came from, but that doesn't have to be where you're going. Well, they, the Irvans have recently made a, a very attractive offer, and I, I haven't said yes yet, but I haven't said no. You are in a very unique position right now. You're the only one who's still standing strong against them. If you took a stand, others would follow. What, what would you have me do? I've been hearing that some of the workers aren't happy with their current conditions. Now, I'm sure that if you and yours took a stand, maybe did some sort of protest, while that party is going on, while they are living large, I think others would join you. And then you would be in a position to really negotiate. Are you doing any sort of um, rioting at the moment? Yeah, I think it would be more instinctual than than anything else. Okay. And it would kind of like be tugging on... Um, I don't know what the right emotional word for it is. Uh, like maybe defiance? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would probably be going with that one. 
Okay, so go ahead and what I'll have you do is roll your um, Alamancy minus one since it's more okay. instinctual. And instead of going with the regular rules where you would um, first try and read their emotional state to manipulate them, since you're not really trying to use it in, in like uh, intentionally, um, you'll get a free nudge if you get a good enough roll instead of an extra die. Threes and two nudges. Um, okay, so you're going to go ahead and we'll add two nudges to your uh, roll. And now give me a charm roll at regular, um, since you're okay. not trying to be manipulative in any way. Uh, but you'll have the two nudges with it. Okay. That was fives and a nudge. Okay. Um, so you, um, wow, so that's three nudges on both of these guys, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so you basically spend the rest of the night, um, like, having this intense discussion with him about the state of things. And at one point he goes to, um, he goes to, like, tear the invitation in half. But if you, if you want to interrupt that moment, I'll give you a chance to. Yeah, um, I'll probably just put my, my hand on his again, but a little bit gentler this time. And, uh, say... Look, Sindrin, you have a foot in the door with this invitation. That's more than a lot of people can say. That's an opportunity right there. Well, I, I'm not going to use it after what I, what they're going to do with your brother. I, the what I've heard is that part of the marriage contract states that he has to take the Irvan name. That doesn't surprise me at all. I I can't go to this party, so if if I don't destroy this invitation, then it's basically the same thing, because I won't be using it. What if I take that off your hands and find somebody who will be able to use it to great effect? Um, he, uh, he like kind of hands it to you without any reservation. And um, he makes assurances to you that he's going to talk to his guys, like his uh, his foreman and uh, who are going to try and talk to the rest of the workers to see what, what they can come up with to try and fit the bill of what you guys are aiming for. Nice. Okay. Um, so now we will circle around back to Clytus. Um, if you wanted to take a second action with kind of the low level criminals of the area. I want to put out a rumor that uh, Mr. Was it Hinston? Hinston. That Mr. Hinston has been given. Wait, he's he's on my side, isn't he? Yeah. Fuck, I can't. <laughs> All right. Um, do I know anyone who was like kind of mid-level crime boss on the Irvin side? Uh, I'm gonna say that you wouldn't necessarily know who their crime bosses are. But you know that one of the um, one of the Irvan children is kind of in charge of that area where like crime crime reduction and then advancing their own interests through that, and so um, that would be Barl Irvan. Well, if he's in charge, that might not work as well. What I basically wanted to do was put out the rumor that. Um, someone is getting special treatment and allowed to steal from, you know, those richer areas. And that it's basically 
only the people who come from like the right family. It's not just no crime here. It's it's oh well that's that's you're on those sides. I mean that's that's the right that's the right attitude is that they they only allow the crime that like is in their best interest. And so if there's a noble family that steps out of line, they have people who go and like they're like, hey, you can hit this house. And that's part of how they keep you know, keep the business straight. So, like, that's kind of, like, directly on the nose, not exactly even a rumor, but tit for tat what's happening. But I, but I mean, but I mean, like, they're giving someone special treatment. Like, not even that someone has to fuck things up, but, like, this person is just allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Um, okay. Um, let's make this... Oh, actually, no, wait, never mind. One better. I want to put... I want to try and, like, put out a rumor that Barl Irvin has started running hits, you know, running, like, cons or whatever to steal from the, like, less fortunate side of town. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me, um, we'll make this one a charm. Oh, sweet. Well, I guess it's the same skill anyway. (laughs) And I'm going to give you plus one for being deceptively lackadaisical. (laughs) Nice. I think that's, uh, that's the first time this is really fit. Oh, that's true, because he totally be like, well, you know, I'm I'm not really involved in matters here, but uh, I heard an interesting rumor the other day over near the urban. Yeah, like, the, all those scenes where the character's, like, really awkwardly dissemb- dissembling to try and, like, get to the point where they can plant the rumor. Clytus is actually good at that. Like, he sneaks up on a person and scares them and then uses that to throw them off balance and then, like, gets some laughing, starts talking about his late great pappy. And then, uh, <laughs> and that's when he plants the seeds. Back in the day when I used to run things around here, I never really ran things around here. I just ran around here, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there, there was a certain code. We understood that, that you, you stick to your side and they stick to their side. Sure, they got more money, but at least they're not taken from us. But now, they're not even sticking to that. They're trying to take everything. My my late great pappy were alive today. He wouldn't stand for that. Alright, unfortunately, I got... Wait. Let's say I uh, rolled three nudges. I re-rolled that and I got nothing. Okay, Um. so you're, you like end up making friends with them and you feel like you'd be able to hire them if you wanted to. Um, we'll say from like the rapport you're able to establish, but you're not able to like spread the rumor or get them to commit to crossing them. It would just be like they'll do a job with you, like next to you, as long as you're part of it. But they're not gonna hey, they're not gonna run off and do their own thing. Are you still giving me that even though I had to use all my nudges up to re-roll? <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's going to be a much less reduced, like, loyalty is how I'm going to uh, make it. And then go ahead and spend a resource for it as well. Right on. So I have some people to help me sort out where this courier message lies. Cool. Thank you. And I think that's where we're going to go ahead and call it this episode. Um, hey. hope everybody enjoyed it very much I uh, I think we're ending with quite the bang here with this story arc and I honestly can't wait to see where we go when we uh, record again we'll see everybody in two weeks thanks for listening bye, bye. yep thank you
Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Hey, just a couple of things before I leave you for this week's episode. Uh, we are going to be doing a Q&A session for the end of the season. Uh, like we did for last season, we had a, a request to start taking questions for that uh, from you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and have a link that's in the show notes for everyone to submit their questions or they can submit them in the Discord and we will have everybody have a roundhouse discussion. Um, I'll have some questions for people to help fill it out. But uh, if you have any questions about this season, about how we do things, if you have any questions about anything at all, uh, go ahead and send them uh, to either the link in the show notes or ask them on the Discord and that will make uh, take place uh, probably at the end of our season. I think I might drop it with the bonus episode like I did with last season. Uh, we'll see how much time I have for extra editing and recording and everybody's schedules. You know, everything's always crazy. But uh, we'll, we'll try and get that out as quickly as possible after the end of the season. And the other announcement I wanted to make is that I have updated the last episode. If you have listened to the episode Refined Sensibilities before May 27th, 2020, then you might want to clear that episode out of your uh, podcast player, re-down that load that episode, so that way you can get the updated teaser before the start of the episode. Um, I think it'll be very much intriguing to you, especially after you've heard this week's teaser. So um, go ahead and give that a, a re-download, re-listen, um, hear what's going on, and get caught up. Otherwise, send in your questions, keep telling people who uh, like Brandon Sanderson about the show, and we will catch you guys again in two weeks' time.